I'm staring at a a recipe for bacon fat chocolate chip cookies. I'm wondering how I never figured that out before. I really do have to use up the bacon fat that I have. It's a resource, but it's not a resource that I use very often. Most of the time, it's just, um, you know, instead of using butter or oil to fry something up, I'll use bacon fat. It is a free resource, a free bonus gift. When you make bacon, you get bacon fat. It's it's amazing. And when you render it down after it's, it's uh, well, when you cook something, you're rendering it down, essentially, and it's... It's, you know, room stable. That wasn't really the point of what I was thinking of talking about tonight, but it, it kind of fits because what I was thinking about was that frustration of of knowing that I have some intellectual capacity, knowing that I am capable of a lot of things. And on some days, everything fires on the right cylinders. I, I, I'm just, to use a terrible analogy, really, because I mean, it's an engine, right? And then other days, I just feel like I'm I'm pushing just to get the basics of life going. Uh, and today was a weird mixture of that. And I think it's because I'm, I'm, I'm tasked with non-intellectual tasks uh, that I have to complete, building shells, essentially. And, and moving things. And there's nothing wrong with any of that. It's just so outside of my normal behavior, or my normal activity, that I think it's been throwing me. I think it's been, it's been nice, actually, in many ways to, to not have to intellectually engage with problems so much as, you know, brute force or strength or, or, or agility, none of which I really possess. I would never be confused for any sort of carpenter or builder type person. Um, but it, I, I think I think I needed to engage with it for a little while. When I was younger, one of the, the jobs that I held, sort of, it was a summer job working for uh, someone who had been a teacher of mine, became a really good friend, still is a great friend. And I needed something. Um, I needed, I don't want to say guidance. That sounds too something. Probably some sort of paternal figure was, was, was good. Um, growing up with a single parent, my mom was great, but I never really had older male figures all that much. This, this friend was, uh, something of that, but he, he was also someone who, while he was intellectual, is intellectual. I don't want to, he's still fine. Um, even a, a stroke didn't rob him of a lot of his intellect. But I, I saw him and I, I encountered him on an intellectual level. He was the person who taught me how to play chess. And then the first person I proceeded to beat at chess pretty consistently. And then he caught up and then I went ahead and, and you know, I think we're relatively easy. Even I don't think either one of us is actually a good at chess anymore. But he was also someone who grew up on a farm, uh, was very comfortable in the woods, which is something very outside of my my comfort zone, despite the fact that I grew up in a small town, and frankly, the woods weren't that far away. But I would never really engaged with it. I was I wouldn't go out and run in the woods. I would, if I went outside at all, it was to try to find some nice, shady, comfortable spot to read a book. Um, but for him, 
I was helping out around his house. I was helping, um, you know, clear wood and, and, uh, uh, help with, he had a horse at one point that I was helping out with and, uh, I was helping in the garden. I would, you know, mow lawns. I did just about everything. And there is a part of me, which I, I suppose had already been fed into that for many years before that I had picked potatoes and, there, there are images in my mind that appear that are kind of iconic mental representations of some of these moments of my past. As I've said, my memories of my past are, are sort of a jumbled mess of indistinct moments for the most part. But, but to me, the image that always comes back of picking potatoes is an image, weirdly enough, uh, as if taken by a camera watching us, although I'm, I'm not really the subject of the photograph, but I feel myself kind of resonating with uh, the subject. And it may actually be just a reflection of an image I saw once, uh, a representation of a farm work or whatever. But I imagine, I imagine a young man, presumably myself or someone uh, I knew, kind of standing up and... It's it's an older style photograph where there's less detail. And in fact, even the clothing seems like it's from an older era. I even kind of imagine having um, this sort of flat cap as well, even though I never wore a flat cap when I was young. Um, rolled up sleeves on a, a wool shirt that's kind of open. Um, at the neck, the buttons are, are, are unbuttoned, probably, probably a, a full on, um, uh, undershirt, maybe even the full, you know, um, wool underwear, wool underwear, yeah, I guess, but unbuttoned at the neck to represent that it's later on in the day. Cause when we went to go out to the fields at, at dawn or six thirty, whatever it was, um, the ground would often be frozen and crusty, um, it wouldn't be, you know, snow on the ground. That did happen, I think, a couple of times, but not really uh, much. And a little bit of, you know, ice on top of small puddles and things like that. Um, and it would be cold and you would be bundled up and wear layers. I think that's where I, I started wearing layers and I've always worn layers ever since. We have, a, a you know, a number of, of layers close to the skin to wick away the sweat layers on the outside to, to contain heat. And as the day progressed, you peeled them off. And, and this comes from somewhere in mid middle of the day. Now I imagine him as I'm describing it to you now and, and, and probably influenced highly by my current situation, they're wearing suspenders as I am right now on rough blue jeans or something like that. And there's a quality of this image that I have in my head of this young man standing up and sort of straightening up a little bit um, because it was backbreaking labor to bend to the waist and be picking with your hands to pick potatoes into baskets that you would then dump into barrels, which was the normal procedure. But you'd, you'd have to stand up. You'd have to, to stretch every once in a while. And I imagine this, this young man caught in the mid, mid stretch, his back is arched slightly, the hat maybe in hand or, or, or just about to be lifted up to further aerate the head. Sun is on its way down in my, in my mental image. 
And so there's a little gray, gray cast to most of the land, but the boy is caught in, in some of the, the last rays of the sun. Maybe the clouds broke open at just the right moment for this fictional photographer. But there's a look of satisfaction. There's a look of recognition. There's a look of, of exhaustion from a long day on this, on this boy's face. And I remember that feeling of a long day, of the hard work. I was never as fast as people. I was never really as enduring as people. It was a whole, it was a whole society in many ways with its own rules. I don't know how much I've ever talked about potato picking, but you, you would be going out and all the rows are the entire field long. Which, of course, was them with itself variable because every once in a while there would be a rock pile that would chew up part of that particular field or the field would have uneven edges that would get longer or shorter depending on, on how the field was oriented. But every one of you would go out into the field and you would stretch out on a long line of people. And each person would have their section. It was called your section. And you would you would... You would mark the ends of your section with whatever you happen to have. If you had a lunch pail with you, that might be your the end of one section. Your water bottles, the frozen bottles of of uh, the old milk jugs that you filled with water the previous night and left in the freezer and brought out that day, so they would they would still be cold as much of the day. You might use that at the other side, or as you as the day got longer, you would peel off layers, and those would become a pile of clothing at the other end. And there was a whole lot of things about where your section begins and where it ends. And sometimes people would pick over their section. Sometimes you would help somebody else who's gotten two or three rows behind. Oh, yeah, I remember all of this. Sometimes you would be really ambitious for a day. But then you would be getting behind. And maybe it's towards the end of the day and you're six rows behind, which is going to take a while to catch up. Maybe you have, you're trying to figure out exactly how big the rows are. Is the row going to be just a basket or two, or is it going to be a full barrel's worth of potatoes? And you're hoping the potatoes are evenly spaced throughout your section, but every once in a while you get a massive pile, and some other places there'd be none at all. And you'd be looking ahead to see where it intersects, perhaps, with that rock pile to say, oh, look, I'm not going to have any potatoes while my section is in that rock pile. I can do a couple of things. One, I could take a break. I can consider that a bonus for having picked this, or perhaps... I can lament the fact that I'm going to lose that particular income. I could shift over and work with somebody else on their section. And we would know whose barrels were whose because we were given a, a pad full of tags at the beginning of the day that have your number on them. And so at the end of the day, they've, they've taken all the barrels on the truck and they take the tag and throw it into a bucket. And somebody at the end of the day counts all the tags. And there were things that were done that were sometimes accidental, sometimes intentional cheating double tagging, putting more than one tag on a barrel, replacing someone else's tags with barrels or someone else's tags with your own. Barrels not always being full of potatoes. Um, the potato quality not always being the best as you picked all the potatoes, whether they were rotten or not. I remember all of these things. I never wanted to cheat at all. There were occasions where I accidentally did one thing or the other, but... You would always hear of it, and you would know the people who got away with it. And some people would try to make it seem like you were doing it by dumping rocks in your barrel. Weird little world it was. 
But that boy that I have the image of, that, that stalwart, hardworking kid, that's the way I think of potato picking when I think of it. That was a, a physical challenge, a, a hard work that I did. You only did it for a few weeks each year. The season was short. It had to be just between the time when the, the, the summer was over, but the fall was well underway. Winter wasn't yet here. You'd have time off school to go pick in the fields. And it was an adventure, in a way. And then you'd take your, your break. And who knows when you might be with other kids, or it might be adults. Some would go off to smoke. Some would sit, some would play. What a weird little society. I've been wandering out loud. I'm Mark the Encaffeinated One. I'm an intellectual being poured into a physical body that's not nearly as as efficient as it could be. But every once in a while, I get that connection all the way through. I can feel my muscles move again. I can feel the strain on my back. I feel a satisfaction of a job done. And the grime and the grit of the day gets washed off. I know I've done good. I'll talk to you again tomorrow.